<clears throat> Hello, I'm the Hamster Man, coming all the way from Amsterdam. Is that how we're going to start it? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad one. Christian Bale, man, he any role he seems to play, at least that I can remember, he just transforms himself because okay, he was super I, weird. <laughs> I just realized that was Christian Bale. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did make a mistake casting in this movie, but we'll get into that. Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're going to agree on my last note. <laughs> if, it's about, if it's about a certain someone who should have been cast. Yeah, then yes. have been. <laughs> I feel like now part of my rant about this movie is mm-hmm. going to go into a sphere that we don't typically like to get into because it's it's a lose lose all the way around. Yeah. Well, it's just the internet has so much of it already. It's like I like to think of this as a relief from all of that. <laughs> yep. That's why we talk about this shit. Speaking of shit, <laughs> Halloween ends <laughs> in the most anticlimactic way. There there were a couple of cool ebbs and flows to this movie. But Jesus Christ. Okay. If you don't like horror movies, this is the horror movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you like rom-coms, <laughs> I want to apologize first first and foremost because my voice is going to be super weird for this and for Amsterdam for this entire episode because I've been sick for five days now. This is still and that's Dan. all because you watched Halloween. Yes. They <laughs> had to carry him out. No. <laughs> no. I saw this movie sick at the theater. I was delusional already. Then this shit came along. So the synopsis, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy. Now that may possibly give away my question. (laughs) Oh, you didn't like the fact they spoiled the movie in the title? (laughs) In the title, but my question, we'll, we'll circle back around to how this all happened, but is Corey the devil guy now? Why don't we just we'll just do this. We did Halloween kills Mm -hmm. uh, last year. We both hated it. I think you hated it more, but I have like a a bit of nostalgia for these. But Halloween Mm -hmm. is killing my nostalgia for Halloween movies. Now, Halloween kills. Is that the one where like the town like cuts him into pieces and then he sews him back back then sews himself back together and beats everyone up? Yes. And all it takes in this movie, obviously spoilers ahead for Halloween ends. How they kill him in this movie is a simple throat cut and they Mm -hmm. cut his wrist. When Corey, we'll get to how he gets there and everything. But when Corey goes down and he's in the Halloween lair or whatever, and Michael Myers transfers his ghost powers to him. (laughs) He also transferred his dumb assery or was that already there? Because, yeah, no, Corey was already dumb. Like, hey. Hey, gang of uh, marching band bullies, let me just walk up to you instead of, you know, trying to avoid. Uh, did they turn Michael Myers into Jason Voorhees circa uh, Jason Goes to Hell? Because Jason Voorhees is blown up in the first, like the opening credits of Jason Goes to Hell. Mm-hmm. But then he it turns out that some dude eats his heart and becomes Jason Voorhees. And then he keeps transferring from person to person. I'm trying to remember the ending now. We obviously, obviously, we usually like let you go through the story kind of beat by beat, and then I bring uh-huh. up uh, plot holes. Yeah, but I don't think you're going to do this this time because you 
you know, you, your your heart can't handle it. Uh, we can we can try. <clears throat> at, <clears throat> at the end, I don't. I'm not sure. Did did they show like that? Corey is definitely dead. That that's what I'm thinking. Because even if he his neck was so he cut his own throat, he got his neck broken. But we know that if you have the hell powers of Michael Myers or whatever is possessing him. It doesn't matter what happens to you. You could be trapped in a basement and set on fire for 45 minutes. doesn't matter. You're fine. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind I mean, of what I'm thinking. Halloween has always been very inconsistent. Like, if it's one girl, she can hit him on the head and he'll, like, bounce off a door and, like, lay down for, like, 30 seconds. But <laughs> yep. if there's, you know, a baker's dozen of firefighters, he's like Steven Seagal. <laughs> Just... <laughs> just jump cutting all the fight to, yeah. to win he's liam neeson in his prime liam neeson in his prime has some awesome action he is liam neeson in his right now <laughs> <laughs> if he was liam neeson in his prime i'd be into these movies i would oh, i sure. would love to see like an action horror where like the bad guy is competent and like also like i don't know like a kung fu master L- let me see Jackie Chan make a horror movie, and then we'll talk. By the way, this is the second movie we've done. The first being <laughs> Face Off, where a child dies before the credits. So <laughs> this movie follows a babysitter called Corey. Okay, who would have that guy be a babysitter? Anyway. He seems like a pretty normal dude, right? No, he doesn't. He doesn't? Before the before all this starts going down, you don't think he seems normal? I don't know. My note is they finally made a movie character as awkward as me. Yeah, yeah. Awkward doesn't mean you're going to diddle the kid or something. Awkward means you'll probably get along with the kid a little better because, you know, kids are misunderstood, I think. I, I, was, yeah. I was very awkward. So, you know, I appreciate the wholesomeness, Dan. I appreciate Yeah, that. right. The, the world, the world needs him. more of that and less of what <laughs> <Yeah>. I just said. <laughs> if you are lame enough to get punked by the fucking marching band, <laughs> I feel really bad for you because those kids would have got the shit kicked out of them where I come from. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, man, where the band? Look at my... <laughs> I don't know, man. That drummer guy knocked the knife out of his hand with the drumstick or whatever. <laughs> Unbelievable. Marching band so lame we didn't have one for out of fear that you'd get your ass kicked. so Corey's the uh, main character and he's babysitting uh, I would say about a 10 year old I don't know how old kids are these days the parents leave obviously and they're watching horror movies which seemed like they were watching like a really vintage horror movie because the practical effects and all that but anyways that's neither here nor there the kid Corey goes I don't know take a leap whatever the kid is gone and the uh, lamp is on the floor so it seems like, and we're watching a Halloween movie, the kid has been murdered. It turns out the kid was playing a prank on him. Corey's looking around for him, and the kid locks him in the attic or the third floor. It's like a fucking palace, this place. Yeah. They must be doctors or lawyers or something, because it's 2022. You're not affording this shit. <laughs> <laughs> if this was 1974, it'd be like, oh, the dad's probably a garbage man, and the mom works at a diner. And they can afford that house. <laughs> Well, this is in the past, though, right? Like, Oh, no, it's present day. Oh, okay. okay. The, I had the uh, timeline mixed up. I thought they just were really lazy with the aging, and, like, all this happened, like, during the first Halloween movie or something. And now we oh. can fast-forward to today years when the marching band was cool. Corey's locked in. He's trying to bang through the door. He kicks it open at one point and <laughs> kicks it so hard 
that it hits the little kid in the face and he falls at least three stories down to the living room or down to like the uh what do you call it the foyer mm-hmm. the entrance area and splats on the ground as the parents are like coming inside basically it, it doesn't count as murdering him it was an accident right yeah no i mean he, he's trying to unlock a door he's being you know the kid is the kid is basically guilty of kidnapping so what he did was a citizen's arrest <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the kid was was the kid resist was resisting arrest you know yeah Got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> we get a recap of what has happened to this point. It's been four years since the since Halloween Kills. Why? Why has it been four years? At the end of Halloween Kills, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter and the mother of the the main girl was killed at the end. And it seems like they've kind of just like the current canon based on this story is Halloween from 1978. Then Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. None of the other movies count in this canon. It seems like her being stalked in the first Halloween in 78, Mm -hmm. then she turns into like Lady Rambo and learns how to shoot. And she has like all these bunkers and contraptions. I don't know if you saw the one from 2018 or not, but... If, if we didn't watch it together, I didn't see. I didn't see. I've never voluntarily watched a Halloween movie. <laughs> Fair enough. You might actually like Halloween three because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's like a it's just people like throwing a nice Halloween party. Someone yeah. dresses a banana. But it's like about Halloween masks and it's completely different. That's why some people either love it or hate it. So you might actually enjoy it. So Jamie Lee Curtis between Halloween seventy eight and Halloween twenty eighteen, she's it's been. 40 years or whatever. And she turns herself into the chick from Terminator 2, the mom. She turns her house into like this death trap. She turns herself into like Rambo. She has, she's a recluse. She's locked, locked away. She's basically waiting, counting the days until this man breaks. Cause she knows he's going to come back for her. You know, I feel like with all the stuff he does on screen, you don't need all these complicated contraptions. What you need is like a 30 foot pit with a tarp over it. And then you just like stand next to it. He's going to, he's going to walk right towards you. I mean, have you ever seen him like run in a semicircle? No, he just kind of, no, he, he that's runs why like the first generation of Boston dynamics robots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just stand next to a hole. He'll walk into it. And then he's just kind of down there. That's why if you always run 10 yards ahead of him, mm-hmm. he'll never catch you. But if you run 200 yards ahead, then he's going to teleport in front of you. Yeah. He just comes out of a tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why it's important that you don't fill the tank with concrete because then he'll just punch his way out of it. <laughs> it's very important that you leave the thing open and just stare at him. <laughs> right. And um, like that's that's the new that's like the new town thing. Like you have like the tomb of the um of the unnamed soldiers or whatever. And there's always like four dudes just there. It's like this. You always have two people just looking at the pit. Don't right. just just. Don't break eye contact. He'll teleport. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes sense that this chick went crazy, right? She was like 18 or 19 in the first movie. She turned herself into Rambo. She locks herself in. She modifies her house. She's waiting the whole time. But then after he comes back in Halloween kills and kills half of the town, kills her daughter, kills her daughter, her son-in-law, everybody. She's like, eh, that's fine. The next four years, I'm not going to hone my skills or anything. I'm just going to be a grandma who's writing a book. Let's have some baked beans. Yeah. 
you know, why someone they... kills your daughter, you're like, ah, well, I guess all I guess we'll just have to let bygones be bygones. Corey's let out of jail, obviously. They take him to jail briefly till they find out what the story was. It's not his fault. The town treats him like shit. Yeah. And they need a villain, kind of like Twitter. They need a villain. So now that Michael Myers has been gone for four years, they found their new villain. So every time he walks around in the town, they're like, oh, look at this piece of shit killing kids. And a baby, a babysitter and a kid goes into a house. The babysitter comes out alive. It's kind of like I can kind of understand their thing. I don't understand the parents just fucking sitting around like, oh, I can't leave now. I got this junkyard full of cars to take care of. Sell your cars for eight dollars a piece. You'll have a million dollars. And then go and be a mechanic somewhere else. It's not like they're living large. The guy spends his evenings watching movies in his shop with his headphones on. Like you, If you uproot your life, you're not going to lose much. What, your yeah. wife's going to bitch at you? I think that's. I think you're already covered there. You, there's no second level to this. Oh, can't make her mad. Like You're not going to make her mad or happy. She's always going to be like that. <laughs> I want to know what this guy's girlfriend was like before he settled on that woman. Like, who is he like? Yeah, this is the one for me. So he gets punked by the marching band at the gas station because he won't buy this little twat some uh, beer. Apparently has already has the strength to crush a bottle of Yoohoo with his in his bare, bare hands. hands. Yeah. Which means he's like prime. He's primed to be the next Michael Myers. So which, uh, James, which makes mm-hmm. it even worse than in the future. He loses his handle on his knife. Like, oh, my God, he's punked twice by the marching band, even when he pulls a knife on one. We meet uh, Corey's parents, and at this point, you're thinking, I thought this was a Halloween movie. So was everyone in the theater. Trust me. We meet Corey's mother. (laughs) Have your parents ever been like that? Who are you texting? Who are you texting? I see that you have your phone out at the table. Who are you texting? Have you ever had that? A little bit of therapy met online? Really? Oh, oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm not going into that story, but um, the controlling parents is definitely... uh, was definitely uh, on the list of things I've dealt with. They didn't care where I was at or what time it was. They just wanted to know who I was with because they wanted me to have friends. But no one in my town was an appropriate friend. You should have some friends. No, not him. Friends. No. Yeah. Yeah. You should get some friends. No, not him. <laughs> Go get some friends. No, not him. Did you ever I'm come like, across a friend that was approved? I'm like, you got to move to a bigger town, mom. The only approved friend was the daughter of a church friend <laughs> oh nice age appropriate this was this was several daughters so they were always age appropriate Damn. Although one of them did have a kid already <laughs> hey i mean she's up for it <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> that was therapy <laughs> i know i spent a lot of time talking about Corey's mom but she was the worst character in the movie I hate her so much. Like, they try to write her as, like, likable and compassionate. So she's, like, she has no friends because she's got, like, PTSD and everything, which is understandable. Your mom just got all cut up, and your town is made entirely of cunt bags who can't win a fist fight. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, I get it that she doesn't like anybody. Then she meets Corey, and she's like, she sees his, like, 5,000-yard stare, and she's like, hubba hubba. Okay, everyone's got a type. But then, like, after he yells at her in PTSD, and she's like, I don't want to talk to you. But then she talks to him, she's like, yeah, okay, it's fine. I'm like, okay. We've all known someone who enjoyed getting yelled at. But then he tells her, I killed someone. She He didn't, like, qualify it, like, in self-defense or, like, you know, I killed someone who was trying to murder me. No, he's just like, I killed someone. She's like, 
oh yeah, let's let's go bang now. I thought that she thought he was talking about the kid because everyone knew he killed the kid. I don't know. Like even then, like I killed someone. Well, then you got to throw in there by accident. She throws every signal that I've ever seen by a female to a male Mm -hmm. at him. And he still doesn't get it. She does like the sexy step over on his bike. She does a hair flip, bites her lip. Mm -hmm. I fucks him. And he's still like, oh, maybe she's just here for the car. Okay, listen. Okay, that's some bullshit. Because there are also some women who will throw every signal and then get all weird when you go in. (laughs) When you go in? Well, like, you know, like, you know, try to kiss her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're little. (laughs) He's probably. Okay, so, I mean, I mean, I I will tell you this. I had like a ratty car and I've had a girl like climb into the driver's seat (laughs) with me and then be like, oh, no, I didn't mean like that. I'm like, what the fuck did you mean? Because you knocked my car out of gear. So, listen, all the guys who haven't gone for the sign. I mean, you, you probably should have. Yeah. But don't just, you know, just don't just act like those are like universal and always the same. Some girls want attention. But they don't want the smoke. Yeah, especially you poor bastards in today's day. 30 minutes in, if they didn't have the pumpkins in the beginning with the opening theme and they didn't have the recap, I would think I sat down in the wrong movie. Legitimately. Yeah, yeah, I get that because there's no. Well, I think the. Yeah, yeah. The I guess the narration is the only thing that like connects it to any other movies until the the dude gets dragged into a drain pipe. So do you know those spiders that like. They hide under like a piece of like rock or something. And then when prey gets close, they come mm-hmm. out and drag it in. Yeah. So Michael Myers is that now. Yeah. That's How does it been. not make the news that like everyone who goes down there, except for that one other guy? <laughs> yeah. The, the homeless guy that apparently has. Was he possessed, too? Because he was talking like he was. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe this is all like Mike Myers trying to find his successor. But still, like, I feel like. The way like he drags like Corey just right away. I mean, he yeah. must be doing it consistently for the homeless guy to like have a pattern and be waiting for someone to come out so he can tell him to go get the mask. <laughs> get it yourself, you lazy bitch. One thing I noticed that I don't typically notice in these: Laurie Strode goes to the grocery store, and product placement is all well and good with me. Mm-hmm. Get your money how you can, fund it how you can. But they had the, Mountain Dew, yeah, and Dr Pepper, two completely different company product placement in the same like right next to each other well yeah, i mean I dr pepper gets a, okay how does dr pepper get along with everyone because like you can get coke or pepsi not both but there's almost always dr pepper i think dr pepper used to be owned by coke but it's its own thing now i mean and it's good too because like let's be honest it's the best soda i mean dr pepper's the shit everything else is just sugar flavored but dr yeah. pepper has 37 flavors or whatever the fuck they're going on. With yeah, and they have like that cherry Dr. Pepper shit. Like I don't drink much soda anymore, but mm-hmm. there's like one that's like extra cherry or something. It's fucking awesome. Tell me you didn't think that this muffler situation was going to come into play because most of the entire first half of the movie, Allison, the main girl, mm-hmm. just needs her muffler fixed. It it's not never, a euphemism. It's on her car. Yeah, her literal... I thought there was going to be a situation where they're trying to escape Michael Myers and they get in the car and the muffler will fall off. Something like that. I've actually had that happen to me on a car. (laughs) I was being chased by a dude in a mask and my muffler fell off. (laughs) And that was the last time Dan worked in the burn unit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that would be a a bigger thing. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they had it in the had it in there and they just cut it out for time or something. Yeah. But they still had to have her hook up with Corey. By the way, speaking of time, it did not cross two hours. Thank you. Thank, 
the baby Jesus because <laughs> I thought this was going to be one of those freaking Avengers Endgame situations. It's like Halloween ends the three hour spectacular. And so up until this point, um, kind of the last, I guess, like for the first two thirds of the movie, I was kind of like, OK, we've got some like character development here. Maybe they're going to do like a Bonnie and Clyde thing. I was there for that. Yes. But then it gets really weird because because um, grandma's like, ah, oh, you can't be with her. And he's like, well, I can't have her. No one will. But he never like tries to, I don't know, she never rejects him for him to say that. I feel like if you're that obsessed with someone, you should try and get her to leave town with you before you stab yourself in the throat. If you're going to kill yourself, maybe shoot your shot first. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, he told her to meet her at him at the diner. And, she and then he didn't show up. Shit. He's like, oh, yeah. actually, instead of going off and like being happy, I'm just going to slip myself in the throat because grandma's yelling at me. We've all been I mean, there. There's but... no indication that she's not okay with him murdering all those people. I mean, I, I, I imagine that like, so if we take your reading of her reaction, which is probably not thinking about it, the better one than my thinking of she's just okay with a homicidal man. I thought that's the direction they were going with. I was really expecting like the two of them to like go off on like Halloween with like yes. his and hers machetes or whatever. Because in the first one, the first one of this trilogy, uh, Michael, it looks so much like they're going in that direction where she's going to be the next killer. Mm -hmm. And then they skip it entirely. So I, I was thinking, you know how they do that scene where the nurse and the doctor get killed in the house where it's yeah. like the redhead nurse and the the old man. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the two of them. Yeah, that would have been way better than, than this movie. Yes. Go so ahead. the reason so the reason why I don't like her is because she is because I read her as like a bad person. But you didn't read her as a bad person. You read her as like a bad Halloween movie protagonist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, this bitch is murdering anybody. I want my money back. So we disliked her for very different reasons. I don't know. I still I still can't get over that first reaction of her just being OK with him, him saying I killed someone. Like maybe it's because I had seen him like stab that guy in self-defense and he didn't like explain anything to anybody. And I'm like, if you're going to be a good person, you got to like report to the police that there's a monster in the sewers. You can't just kill someone in self-defense and then waddle off like as a morally vague person. Like you got to take some sort of action here. Like his character arc was like a roller coaster loop-de-loop -loop, or not a loop-de-loop. That sounds exciting. His character arc was a merry-go-round until the very end of the movie. And I was like, go somewhere with this. It just seemed like that would have been an entirely better way to put it if mm -hmm. Mike, let's say Laurie kills Michael 1v1 because he passed his powers on to both of them. So he has nothing left. So he's just like a feeble old man. Then they leave town together and they they find another town to just, you know, start killing people. That would have been way better because Laurie would have got her kill. She would have survived. She would think her granddaughter is safe with another guy mm -hmm. or with that guy because she doesn't know he's a killer. And then we would have had like this cool next movie where Halloween technically ends the saga between the two. But then we have a new series with these two, like Bonnie and Clyde or uh, like natural born killers, that kind of thing. Yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, I like the actors. I thought Corey, I thought Corey did as well as he could with the character. I mean, I, I really believe that he was scared of the of the band, of the of band camp. <laughs> and um, I will say I, I kind of enjoyed it when uh, band camp died. <laughs> I kind of felt bad for the dad, but then I didn't feel too bad for the dad getting shot. Like, why'd you give that fucker a gun? Yeah, the the most brutal kill was the the kid, the band camp uh, captain. What do they have? Let us know in the comments what the uh, 
Bandcamp hierarchy is, because we have no idea. But this kid, he takes like a blowtorch, like one of those welding torches, and puts it in his mouth. And that poor girl who's trapped under the fence, (laughs) she was trying to climb over the fence, but she's kind of hefty, so it took her a little extra time. Well, she got over the fence, then she just fucking stood there and screamed. I'm like, combat roll. Oh, yeah, she did clear the fence because she was on the other side of it, yeah. Yeah, and then she got trapped underneath it, and I'm just like, I don't think that's how the physics would work. Like, that fin, like at the, a truck like that, the fence is not going to lay down. I'm, I'm pretty confident the fence is not going to lay down like a drawbridge. Yeah, it would have swung open, I feel like. Yeah, and like it's going to stretch. I'm pretty sure like the bumper would just like knock her back, and then the fence is going to come down. Yeah. Unless she was like holding on to the fence. Yeah, because I feel again, like where he hit it, the lock would have broken. Like, the fence would have gone open. And the lock would be the only, or the chain or whatever that was holding it together, not the hinges. Or are you sure it wasn't like, um, was it a swinging fence or was it like a opens up like barn doors, like like I, on a hinge, like like sliding? Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe that. I thought it was going to be like opening like outwards. We, we got to have fence men online here to <laughs> talk to us about the the mechanical interactions of a chain link fence. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers is in the sewers and he possesses this kid because he looks into his eyes that he's got black eyes like a doll's eyes and he possesses him, I guess. I guess when you look into Michael Myers eyes and he doesn't kill you, then he gets the powers, the ghost teleportation powers or something because he all of a sudden can teleport. Yeah. So he comes out, he immediately kills the homeless guy that's outside the sewer. I mean, the homeless guy is like, is the one that brings the knife. Okay, so at this point, I am on Team Corey. I'm like, dude, like he almost died to Jason. This guy comes after him like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy has a knife. I I say like, you know, the rule of a a knife fight is like the loser dies in the streets and the winner dies in the ambulance. (laughs) If someone pulls a knife on you, the faster they die, the better, because there's no... Only Jackie Chan can, like, be fancy and let someone get away with pulling a knife on you. <laughs> Unless you're in the band camp. Then it's fine. And Mr. Cracks the Yoo-Hoo just has the knife flicked out of his wrist. <laughs> yeah. They have an interaction with Corey and... <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight with me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this really weird scene where Corey and Michael Myers kill this guy. Well, Corey holds him down while Michael Myers kills him. I was so sure... That Michael Myers was just going to stab through the guy and kill Corey as well, but he he didn't. Do kills regenerate his health or something? Is it like uh, is he like some sort of soul sapper? Oh, he, oh, he's like the Doom guy, but just with a knife. Yeah. Does Corey's mother mouth kiss him in this movie? I blocked that out. Okay. Because he mentions in this movie that he's twenty one years old, and I believe he gets mouth kissed, and it's just I don't feel like your parents should ever mouth kiss you. Even when you're two forehead cheek, you know, I mean, it's weird. fine if you're I mean, I think the Europeans do that. It's probably fine over there. <laughs> do you mouth kiss your kids? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move on to the final scene and we'll wrap this. We need a YouTube up. poll. Is your mom a good kisser? <laughs> <laughs> Is my mom a good kisser, Jeremy? Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> we go to to Jamie Lee Curtis's house. Jeremy mentioned earlier when Corey is, Corey says that if I can't have her, nobody can. He tells Allison to meet him at the diner. So he knows that she's not going to be there. So he can go to Jamie Lee Curtis's house and frame her by killing himself to make 
Allison think that Jamie Lee Curtis killed him? Why would we think that? Do you do you have any answers for that? Oh, um, because because the movie's stupid. That's why. Oh. That's why they would think that. Oh, we didn't mention, by the way, Corey at one point when he finds out he's going to go on a killing spree. Most of the kills in this movie are mm-hmm. from Corey, not Michael Myers. I think like ninety nine percent of them. The only kill that's not is the cop and Corey. He goes into the sewer, the the Halloween lair, with his ghost powers intact, wrestles Michael Myers to the ground, and steals his mask. So that gives me more evidence that he's taking all the powers from him. Correct. It has to be what it is. He kills himself allegedly. Then Michael Myers is back. It's like when you steal. It's like when you take All Might's powers and then he gets weaker. I'm gonna send you a screenshot of my notes because mm-hmm. it says <laughs> Michael Myers passes one for all to Corey. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers is back. Corey apparently wasn't dead yet because Michael Myers breaks his neck because of the ghost magic. I guess he wasn't dead. Yeah, they have a tussle. They have my favorite tense scene that they ruined in the fucking trailer where he's trying to shove her hand in the garbage disposal. Why do you want to take the tension out of the movie? There was barely any to begin with, because most of the people that die are shitbags in this movie. So it's not like you're like rooting for any. Were you rooting for the hot redhead to, to survive? Not really. Like, yeah. who cares? She was banging yeah. the boss so that she could get the promotion. Like, uh. yeah. What what genre would you say this movie is like? It's it's definitely got some like rom com elements to it, but it's, but it's got some horror to it. So like a horomedy. <laughs> I like it. Trademark. It's a rom com. <laughs> yeah. Was there any com though? No, no, there wasn't. No. <laughs> Unless you thought like the DJ guy was funny. I want to slap his stupid face. He's like, yo, this is my town, bitch. <laughs> Once you hear my thoughts, they're in your head, sucker. And then he gets murdered, gets his tongue chopped out. I don't know. I didn't care about any of these people. All of the the deaths were like the only death that I really felt bad about was the girl trapped under the fence because she really didn't do anything the whole time. The kids getting bullied. She's like, come on, stop. Like, I thought he was going to let her live, Mm -hmm. but then he just skull crushes her. I mean, she did just kind of like be, well, okay, guys, we'll hang out some more after they, you know, killed somebody. But then again, (sighs) like it's, it's, again, it's, it's like, it's fine for MJ to like hang out with flash. I guess she's okay too. I remember we did that movie. Go back and listen to our uh, (laughs) Spider-Man review. When we were both kids, we were talking about this then, but we loved MJ. She's all right. Oh, we hated her rewatching this movie. She literally cheats on someone. Every movie she's with the, the jock when it's convenient. Then she's with the uh, rich guy when it, when she's in college so she can get her funds paid for. And then every she's time with, she's like, let's make out with someone else. Yeah. And she's like, with Spider-Man when it's convenient. In the movie, Spider-Man is a handsome Chad who's girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be with him, but I do want to. Uh... <laughs> I feel like when I was a teenager, I watched it. I understood the concept of like, like cheating. But I guess because we were identifying with, you know, with Peter Parker, it was fine because she wasn't cheating on him. She was right. cheating with him, which is fine. Like, oh, she ain't married to me, sort of, sort of stuff. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, you're, adult, you're like, oh wait, line. no, it's, but wait, like, oh no, no, you're still kind of, still kind of making out with like someone else's, you know, girlfriend. And Halloween kills an entire town of people. Like, they have a literal mob of people who go through, and they beat the shit out of this guy, stab him, shoot him, chop off his wiener, 
all sorts of things. He gets up and then kills everybody in the slowest. Do you remember when we watched that uh, China salesman movie? When they showed Mike Tyson scenes, everything looked cool and crisp. And it's like, damn, this guy's 50, but he's a world premiere athlete. Like everything looks good. And then when Steven Seagal was fighting, <laughs> he's like spinning around. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all slow and just disgusting to watch because all the camera cuts. This was Steven Seagal, which I think maybe that's why you mentioned him earlier because it was yeah. terrible. What does, what kills him in this movie? Well, he gets stabbed through the hand, a refrigerator dropped onto his leg, and then he gets his throat cut and his wrist cut. One wrist that kills him. So this again makes me think Corey still alive because the final bit of this movie is they strap him to the roof he never moves if he was like thrashing around mm -hmm. it would have made sense based on what we saw in this previous movie they throw him in like this grinder that's used to grind up like metal or something and then he dies and everything's all hunky-dory let me tell you how to write the next one uh the next movie is called halloween or is it question mark and then like the <laughs> opening scene is like a pile of grossness underneath the grinder and then like someone like throws a Molotov cocktail on it and a big fire comes up and everyone walks away and then you see a shadow in the fire and then like the next day someone gets their head cut off and they're like oh who could it be it couldn't be Mike Myers or so they show his the mush that's left on the ground mm -hmm. a lightning bolt strikes it and he has uh, a helmet with wings on it yeah and yeah. Mjolnir <laughs> And it's called Thor 5. <laughs> and then he right. goes to an island full of dinosaurs. The movie's called Thoracic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween at Thoracic Park. That would actually make that series better. Those <laughs> Jurassic Park movies. Four out of ten. Okay. I hate to tell you this, mm -hmm. but I, uh, when I was editing the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, mm -hmm. you gave Dragon Ball Super Superhero a four out of ten as well. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. They were they were they both disappointed me. <laughs> this I had no expectations for, and it exceeded those expectations in being shit. Um, <laughs> I I negative did five actually, from Dan. <laughs> yeah, I did actually enjoy the prospect of Corey becoming the new uh, demon king or whatever, mm -hmm. and hooking up with Allison and becoming like this duo of death. Yeah, like, but it didn't so, happen. Yeah, so the first two thirds of the movie were like, I thought, okay, this is going to be like a horror movie that I enjoy. And then the mm -hmm. last third of it was like, oh, fuck me. Why did I sit through this? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a three. And that's strictly because the three points are for what I wanted the movie to be and the good acting by Jamie Lee Curtis, by uh, what's the, the actress's name? Andy Matichek. That's the mm -hmm. lady's name. And Rowan Campbell is Corey. All three of them were great. And the prospect of it possibly being, you know, something better than it was. But it yeah. just turned into like, it, it seemed like there were maybe a lot of people working on this who mm -hmm. all wanted to take it in different directions. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of Star Wars, didn't they? Yep. <laughs> I, you know, but we've been saying this a lot lately that like, oh, man, the acting and the cinematography are so good. But then the acting is just I mean, it's so easy to like bang out a um, bang out a script and like put it out there for someone for someone to look at and read. Yeah, like there's no way that these guys are like, 
oh man, we because any there's no way that like Hollywood producers are out there like on the street. Like, does anyone have an idea for a movie? Anyone? <laughs> like, there's there's some sort of filter that is just like a perfect reflection of anything that is a coherent or interesting eye concept. It's like that seems interesting. Throw it in the fire before before it kills us all. John Carpenter was has a writing credit on this movie. I thought he was dead. John Carpenter wrote the original Halloween. So why the fuck is it so bad? I'm done. Uh, <laughs> 30,000 plus ratings on IMDb for a five out of 10 an even five. But I mean, just to be clear, when I, if I give two movies a four, that doesn't mean they're the same movie. It's uh-huh. like, what should the movie have been? And what was it like? Horror movies are graded on a curve because I know I don't like horror. So yeah. I look at like, is this a good horror movie? So, like, I don't enjoy rom-coms, but if I watched one, I would judge it based on, like, you know, how funny is it and, like, how good do I think, like, the drama or character development of it is. I wouldn't judge it based on, like, how much I enjoyed the rom-com. What did you think? Give us your rating down in the comments below. Let us know what movie you'd like to see next. Oh, yeah, yeah. What scale do you base it on? Do you have, like, a general overall scale? Do you base it on, uh, do you base a genre specific? It, it, it just all depends, really. It's all subjective. In it. But if you trust us and you listen to us, then when you hear our, our score at the end, you know how we are at this point. We've There's like 50 movies on YouTube and we got, I don't know, 75 episodes on Podbean. So mm-hmm. you know our tastes at this point. Yeah, We're not really a service for listen to this before you watch the movie because, you know, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're more like uh, someone that you can listen to to have some catharsis. <laughs> yeah, it's like sitting down with your buddies and having a conversation about the movie. Yeah. Halloween ends. Go see it or don't. I mean, don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah. But yeah, definitely let us know. Buy have... tickets to it and give it to your worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> what I would recommend, though, it probably should have been the standalone. Maybe that one should have been called Halloween Ends. But watch the Halloween from 2018. It's actually it makes sense to the story, but and it kind of has like a finish to it. But then they're like, oh, wait, this one made a lot of money, so we got to do it again. Right. So Halloween 2018 made two hundred and fifty five million at the box office. Halloween Kills made one hundred and thirty million, so about half. And to this point, Halloween Ends has made forty five million dollars domestically, 16 million international for a total of 61 million worldwide. I don't know. I, I don't think this one's going to do that great. It made $40 million opening weekend, so I guess... Oh, shit. Production budget of $20 million, so <laughs> it's already made its money back, so we're going to get, you know, 12 more of these fucking movies. Halloween ends part two. <laughs> yeah. The fourth Friday the 13th movie is called Friday the 13th, the final chapter. And there's like seven or eight of them after that. Yeah, the final oh. chapter is the fourth one. Everything is meaningless. No one really dies. So what were your expectations for Amsterdam going in? I knew that, like, the name of it was Amsterdam. But uh-huh. that was, <laughs> yeah, like, if, if you say, oh, I want to cover something for the move for the uh, for the podcast, I don't look up anything because I don't I don't need to. Like, I'm going to watch it either way. So I enjoy movies more the more blind I go into it. I'm like, is it a horror? Is it a mystery? Every movie is kind of a mystery when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, where is it going? This movie 
I misread for most of it because I was expecting like the plot twist a lot sooner. So because we start off with like the narration of um, my first note is we need medicine that didn't exist yet. I'm like, oh, where's this going? Uh, spoilers, that goes nowhere. <laughs> and then he gets a message that says, go to this address, walk right in. Urgent. I'm like, oh, he's a mad scientist. They're going to try to frame him for something to get rid of him. And they're like, no, it's just like a regular call. He, he could have left a much more clear message. It's like, oh, you're not going to come because because it's um an autopsy. But I'm like, he, he just he does it without with almost no resistance. He could have said, hey, this is really important. The the most important person that you've ever met in your entire life needs your help. But instead, they he made it, he looked like really vague. No, it's the 1910s or 1920s. So if a black man leaves a message, it must only be seven words long. You can still leave a message. You can be a lawyer and leave a message, but we're gonna be really but we're going to be dicks about it. And uh, I, I'll say out the front, this movie has a lot of um, racism in it. Not that mm-hmm. the movie's racist, but it portrays racist characters because uh, hold on to your hat. <laughs> the world used to be way more racist than it is now. No, we are yeah. literally yeah. in the more, most racist time ever. Yeah, listen, <laughs> if you think things are bad now, do not, under any circumstances, get into a time machine and go backwards. I repeat, do not go backwards in time. <laughs> you are not going to like those results. They also kind of soft pedal it. Like, it's constant and it's overshadowing, but they also really soft pedal it. A, a big part about this time of history is that, like, you know, people were denied their agency. The, the big crime of racism is not people are impolite. But in yep. this movie, they're not denied freedom or agency or life. It's like, hey, I don't like you in specific. I'm not going to use any slurs because this is a PG-13 movie. But, like, I am going to, like, try to make you think about it. What I would be saying if this movie was rated R. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then, like, they just step aside and let him do his thing. Like, he still he still gets to be a lawyer. He's still like, I don't like him working on a white man's body. But I will do absolutely nothing about it the second in command is racist but like the person at the top is always like not racist it happens like three times like i don't like this well you're gonna like it because i am going to stop you from like acting on your racism is racism part of the movie or is it just the flavoring this is this movie has racism as artificial food coloring it looks like a blueberry pie but it tastes an awful lot like cherry and all of that racism in this movie the most racist person in the movie is chris rock (laughs) and i i put in here where's will smith because this bitch needs to be slapped I wish they would have cast him in there to every time he was racist. I, okay, let's just well, get I mean, into this part that's really Chris, quick. That's, that's Chris Rock's whole thing. Like, if yep. the movie isn't starring him, then he just, like, jumps up to yell, that's a wild There's a, a point at the end where the racist cop wants to, he wants to arrest somebody. Can't really remember. But he's like, uh, oh, on what charge? And he says consorting with a black man. And Chris Rock, after having strictly race-related lines for two hours, mm-hmm. corrects him on saying a black man to saying a man. I haven't laughed this hard in a movie <laughs> in a very long time. People were looking at me. My wife was looking at me <laughs> so like, are you OK? I was dying laughing and I can't remember a comedy we've watched or like something so stupid. If they cut him out completely, nothing would have changed in this movie, except it would have been more enjoyable. Yeah, he, he they interrupt the movie for Chris Rock to play his other characters. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess according to Chris Rock, there are two types of people in the world. There are people and white people. 
Yep. I would I would get it more if they if, if you're gonna make race part of the movie, then you need to make it part of the plot too. Mm-hmm. It's like someone read the script of of the movie. And they're like, you know, this doesn't address racism enough. I'm like, oh, we gotta change it a lot. No, 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 no. I got. Chris, I'll just call Chris Rock and let him add the word white to a bunch of lines. <laughs> Chris Rock is yelling about shit that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to go on this too much, but it is a big part. Of, it's it's not a big part of the movie. It's a big part of like one word in two in like a third of the lines in the movie or an implication in the movie, but it doesn't happen. Um, the fact that like uh, a general stopped a general like outed a bunch of people trying to make him the fascist leader of America. That that's, that's a true, that's a true conspiracy that was stopped by basically one guy who is kind of in this movie. No, he's in the movie. He's in the movie. He's just not, he's a much bigger part in the historical thing. Like this is a dramedy with the, like, with kind of like an eggshell of historical event. Cause I'm pretty sure the, the entire plot was not foiled by a, by a doctor with half an eye who, <laughs> his wife i don't understand the thing with his wife like either put her in the movie or don't put her in the movie <laughs> i have the same thing the wife could have been cut out completely because i don't know why they kept having this this whole situation where she wants to leave him and she's he's with her but she doesn't appreciate anything he's done and she's like your body's gross because you're you were in the war you piece of shit and all this stuff it's like why yeah. even have her in the movie at all because he was getting with the uh the pretty nurse lady there. And that could have just been the thing. He could have been like this lonely man who never found love because of those scars and things like that, but she can appreciate him. Yeah. Or like they could, you know, they want to like set up that his character has lost love and make it hard for him to uh, get with the, uh, the nurse, you know, he could have her trying to court his wife and then she could say all those things, but take up a much smaller part of the movie. Yes. They could if they can have if you want the rejection in there, you can have all that. It just kind of distracted from the interesting parts of the movie because, you know, <laughs> like at, in, at no point in the movie do you think, oh, they're going to get back together. There's no it, no, there's no character arc for her. She, the, I mean, she's the same bitch beginning, middle and end. <laughs> the and only so, like launching point was for her, for his in-laws, a.k.a. her parents to send him to the war. That's the only point of the movie she made. They sent him to the war. And the only reason he was with them with or like interacted with them was because he was with her. Yeah, And so um, also I want to talk about the like overall, I guess, visuals, the visuals and the characters kind of the visuals make the characters and the characters make the visuals. But it's it's intentionally weird because the movie does have like almost like an absurdist pot part to it. Like, they're like, oh, you've got two hours. Also, I don't like the black guy. Let's hurry up. And the, but then they just start singing a song instead of like doing an autopsy. <laughs> so the whole premise is the doctor and his lawyer, Christian Bale and John David Washington's characters, they were brought together because the military didn't want to work with the, uh, with the black uh, soldiers. And Christian Bale is one of the only people who would. And the guy that brought them together is the guy that's dead in the box. So that's that's the whole connection there. They're basically trying to figure out the murder of this guy, right? That's how the movie starts off. It's Bale and his lawyer are he's trying like, to figure out who yeah, they're doing the, an autopsy. Yeah, so the lawyer and the doctor were both in um World War basically they were in World War 1 together. He was like the leader of an all uh of an all black troop that uh, had to wear French uniforms and their general who was the one that like went out of his way to make sure the person 
in charge of the all black group didn't hate black guys because that's kind of an important part of, you know, not getting shot in the back in the war. Throughout history, if you were shit enough at leadership, uh, you you died real fast. And uh, I imagine the same thing has happened in every in every other war. It's just Vietnam's one where they came back and really announced it. And so I so they both cared about this guy because he was the one that brought them together and like made sure that they had the best treatment he could get for them. And so when he died, they're like, oh man, why is he dead? They're trying to figure out they figure out what happened to him. It looks like he was poisoned. They go and meet the daughter at a diner and she's getting she's getting cold feet because she's getting pressure from an outside source to give up the the investigation she as they like catch up to her she runs away and tim oliphant is in this movie this the cast in this movie alone is insane and tim mm-hmm. oliphant pushes her under a car like in slightly comical fashion even though it's, it wasn't supposed to be funny like the way she falls and gets thumped over by one of those old like ford <laughs> fucking cars that don't have any uh yeah. suspension you know yeah. So we get a lot of flashbacks in this movie and the one where they meet Margot Robbie in Amsterdam. Both guys take shrapnel, which is how Christian Bale's <laughs> eye is lost. I want to ask you this about her character. Yeah. What does she do in the movie other than being really hot? Uh, she makes the art much. And then people don't like the art because, you know, they're probably scared of tetanus, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's interesting art, but like I wouldn't touch it. But to be fair, she plays off really hot. Like she nails that part. But like, oh, I understand why she's in the movie. I don't understand why her character's in the movie. They live together in Amsterdam. They meet some spies. I can't really think of anything she does. Like she's the doctor character is doing some real intense third wheeling. Like they're living in one apartment with one bed. And I'm like, does he just like go for long walks like four times a day or or does he have like a cot that they, he pulls out from beneath the bed? <laughs> they're they're the, th- the three musketeers of doing art and like being goofy in an apartment. I guess the spies are just paying for them to live there for a while because they know that one day they'll do something even though it just it just lands in the like I don't, did the spies send them that way did the spies know that like that general was being targeted maybe maybe that's their plot like maybe they did this to every every single person who was connected to that general that they knew because they knew they would need someone to work with to work on whatever's going on with that general that could be that's possible but like her character has no connection to anything other than her family so i guess that's what she does in the movie is like she connects like the weird guy with the weird eyes. There's a lot of eye based humor in this movie. A lot of yeah. wandering eye and his eye pops out and falls on the floor. A lot of the, most of the gags, except for it, Chris Rock, are based on the, the eye. Yeah, his eye is uh, Thelma's glasses in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I lost my eye. And the monster's standing and they're like, Rarrr. I don't think you're supposed to just pick it up off the ground and pop it back in. I think I think you got to like rinse it or something. <laughs> what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't get that. But like I felt like you could have cut your character of the movie and just had them knock on the door and be like, oh, we hello. We're with the gala and we know you're literally the most uh, the person who gives the most possible money to uh, veterans like they don't need an in with him. They're both veterans doing a veteran doing a veteran charity and he does most of his philanthropic work for veterans. It's like having a character in SpongeBob that explains why SpongeBob is under the sea. <laughs> like, I don't understand why. I mean, she has lines that could have been given to anyone else and not changed like the plot of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, she's quirky, uh, has a weird reason for the family and is into the lawyer. And at the end of the movie, she is quirky and uh, is into the lawyer. 
yeah. and has a weird relationship with her family who turn out to be criminals. Yeah, the, her family who have been drugging her to give her seizures or something, which I guess if you do all this weird shit and just inject something into someone. So for some <laughs> reason, they're keeping her hostage and drugging her. She's not like some key to the the whole plot of the movie. So why are we focusing on her? Except for the only reason it seems that they're focusing on her being like all jacked up mm -hmm. is so that. It shows that they split apart and then they get back together. That seems to be the only use for her being drugged. Yeah, I mean, her family gets him out of out of jail. But again, veteran. I mean, there's there, there are 75 ways for him to get out of jail. So they create these obstacles for her to overcome, but they don't really make sense. They need they, they like I'm not saying remove the character. I'm saying write the character in better. <laughs> Cut out the part where like where the where the chick's wetting her pants over the general and <laughs> And do some character development for her. <laughs> yeah, um, that is Anya Taylor Joy. She was she's the lady that's in uh, the Northman, the main girl, and she's oh. also the main girl in the menu. And we had Anya Taylor Joy and Margot Robbie in the same room. And my note on that was was mud wrestling invented yet in the 1930s? <laughs> Dan, they're sisters, and I'm into it. <laughs> Step or sister in laws. That doesn't count. I mean, right? I feel like it kind of counts. Also, why is Robert De Niro in this? Robert De Niro does a whole speech about how people shouldn't follow, like, about the there's this whole cult controlling speech. Robert De Niro <laughs> is talking about this as though he's on the side that is for speech. And that was the other point where I was literally laughing out loud. It was almost embarrassing. It's like they're just rubbing your face. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. I couldn't believe that they picked Robert De Niro <laughs> to do this speech. It's embarrassing. I, you obviously know a lot more about Robert De Niro than I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. The last time I heard anything about Robert De Niro, uh, the Joker <laughs> shot him in the face. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the only thing I know about Robert De Niro is he always plays a badass on TV and is not a badass in any sense of the word. Let's talk about the final scene, because, I mean, unless you have stuff in between, but there's yeah. the, the as only, long as this fucking yeah. movie was, mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of notes on this. It's like yeah. the, the only note I have left is that they said, like, oh, he went to prison and all he was trying to do is help the regiment. And I put dot, dot, dot and heroin behind it. <laughs> yeah. Because he does a whole bunch, he does a whole bunch of drugs, and like I don't know, I feel like if you're gonna get that high, you probably shouldn't be practicing medicine. It turns out the uh, brother-in-law of Margot Robbie, Rami Malek, is his name, mm -hmm. is the actor's name. He's the whole catalyst behind all of this. There, there's like this weird thing where they're trying to, they're trying to get Robert De Niro to make a speech to overthrow the current government system. Mm -hmm. And Robert De Niro doesn't go for it. Well, I mean, there's more to it than that. The yeah, the uh, the general pretends to be into it for the purpose of uncovering who did it. So, like the first, like the first guy, the guy that died, like they, I guess he either told them no, yeah. or he told them no, and they figured out that he wasn't that he was trying to stop them, so they killed him. Um, Robert De Niro's character tells them yes, successfully tricks them into coming out and being and like being met. Either the general knew who they were and like they killed him for it, or he didn't know they were who they were and died in the process of finding out who they were. It's a drama with like a, like a whole spy plot behind it. Like a political tone to everything. Do we want this type of country or this type of country? It's 
kind of gets a little weird. But I guess back then when everything was still up for grabs, right? Because yeah, the well, whole, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was it was very much up for grabs. Um, yeah. part, like part of the reason why like Roosevelt was able to do, if you ever look at the list of things that happened while Roosevelt was president, it's more stuff than has happened in like any other fifty year period. <laughs> yeah, the next um, ten presidents didn't have to deal with any of this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so but and the reason why he was able to push it through was a lot of people was a lot of people thought there was a very legitimate chance that like America would basically become another version of or join the Soviet Union. Like like the Bolsheviks were a real political force. Uh, the anarchists were a real political force. The, the anarchists were literally bombing, like literally bombing buildings because they did not want the government to do. Well, they were anarchists. They were anti-government. Yeah. And then like the Bolsheviks were like, no, no. But like they thought that the Soviets had it right. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were called the Soviets then. I don't. My my knowledge of history does not extend to names and dates. Sure. But, you know, like there were people that thought, no, no, Germany's doing really well. Germany was really broke and now they have full employment and they have the best industry in the world. We need to become fascist. Uh, People thought Italy was doing really well. That was kind of an illusion. They thought that the Soviets were doing really well. That was definitely an illusion. All these people thought that these other countries were doing better than America was. And so they wanted us to like go in that route. And so as a response, you kind of like cut the Soviets off by, at the knees by creating social security and, um, you know, putting in, you know, certain regulations, national, basically nationalizing a lot of things that were left up to the States or were outside of the government's purview. The movie has an interesting way of uh, framing its dialogue. Like all oh, this dialogue is unusual. The dialogue is unusual because there are a lot of repetitions. There are a lot of repetition. The spies do it. Um, the doctor and lawyer do it. Uh, the brother and the sister-in-law, I think they do it some. And then also the um, like the rich guys who are trying to take over the country, they repeat themselves a lot. But like you don't, a person doesn't repeat themselves. Like that's how they like like it'd be like you and I meeting someone and be like, we're the media, we're the medium in podcast. Yes, we are the medium in podcast. We have a podcast about movies. Yes, yes, movies. <laughs> they didn't do repetitions like across lines. Like the doctor and lawyer don't copy what the brother-in-law and sister say. It was interesting, but also kind of, I don't know, made scenes a lot longer. It definitely, the movie dragged on too long for me. That's that's pretty typical. So the cast, obviously. Bale is great. I like the lawyer, John David Washington, Anya Taylor-Joy and Margot Robbie, obviously. Chris Mike Rock Myers. Chris Rock. Ugh, where's Will Smith when you need him? So uh, Mike Myers is in this. He's he's a spy for the U.S. and he also supplies eyes, very special hazel eyes to <laughs> Christian class. Bale. Yeah, <laughs> I did like the atmosphere and they kind of everything's like very what's the word is opaque. It's kind of like dull. There there weren't a lot of colors back then. Everything was just for the for a big part of the movie. I thought the screen in my theater was like going bad because like they made the corners yes. kind of dim and lighten and dim and lighten. And I, I thought I literally thought the projector was going out, which made it very, you know, it kind of puts you in that time period. And Chris Rock takes you directly out. Um, the other thing that's a positive in quotes for me, because I put it in quotes because the what it shows isn't positive, but the mm-hmm. positive is showing it. It's like the the darker side for military veterans, especially in that time yeah. with unorthodox science. And nobody really cared. Like they sent these people out to the war. Then they come back. They're all damaged, 
especially like mentally people didn't give a fuck about you back then but physically these people were so scarred and like missing limbs and shit and christian well, there Bale was, was there was a lot of shame about it too so world war one is the first war that really had artillery yeah so the term shell shock was invented during this war because i mean because like napoleon used a lot of artillery not to this extent like there was more artillery per square mile in a 10 minute period than like napoleon used in his whole fucking life uh, <laughs> i mean like during these battles the battleground would look like the surface of the moon with like craters and gray and like just no sunlight because there's just so much like shit in the air. So you have people spending literally months with like explosions around them all the time. Yeah. And, and so it wasn't a matter of if you had shell shock, it's when you had shell shock. They didn't want to say like, oh, we're fighting the war wrong. They said, oh, this guy's a coward. Execute yeah. him. Oh, this guy's a coward. Execute him. Everyone who who like didn't handle it correctly was called a coward and executed. So you have all these people like, I'm, I'm not a coward. I'm just, and, but like, and so they spend the rest of their life just really jumpy, but also like scared of, you know, being executed for being a coward. And I don't want this to come off weird, but also surviving back then, mm -hmm. like just surviving that type of war where it's like you send legions of troops across a battlefield where shit's just getting blown up was mm -hmm. kind of a, a crapshoot. I don't want to disparage the people who survived it, but like, yeah, it's just it's hit or miss. Literally, whether you're the, the shell is going to drop in front of you or 20 yards to your right. Like, yeah, I, I did like that. They shined a light on that because a lot of Christian Bales and Orthodox science was was geared to help those veterans and people of that sort. Then the negatives for me were the runtime and Chris Rock. So <laughs> It was disappointing. I, I, I was expecting a lot more from the movie, to be honest. So this one is difficult to review because, like, I mean, how do you not take put minus five points in there for Chris Rock? Yeah. But also, like, the rest of the movie, I, I enjoyed the style, um, kind of accurate history aspect to it. I like history in movies. I feel like we should have more of it. So I don't want to, like, shit on it. So I don't know. I guess I'll give it, like, a seven out of ten. I don't, it's hard because, like, the bad parts are just really annoying. But, like... If you can forget about Chris Rock as soon as he goes off the screen. And fortunately, they didn't pay him enough to spend a whole day in production. They just, you know, he says the same line eight times and they just sprinkle it out through the movie. They they filmed all his scenes in one day. They're like, Chris, tell me about the white man. And then they just filmed <laughs> it all. And they're like, all right, get the fuck out of here. So I gave it a very specific 5.8. I didn't care enough. I, I've been doing decimals lately. I didn't care enough to give Halloween kills or Halloween ends a decimal because the movie didn't care enough about me to tell me a coherent story. It was atmospheric enough in the acting. They, this is one of those movies where, like, we talked about this before. Are there, are there going to be character-based movies? This movie, they just threw all the good actors, or sorry, actor-based movies. They just threw all the actors in. <laughs> Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Tim Oliphant. Is Taylor Swift a singer? She was in this? I was just reading the poster. <laughs> just has all the names on it. And then, obviously, Rami Malek. They just, they were like, okay, can actors carry a movie anymore? Well, let's find out and we'll get all the actors. <laughs> is Taylor Swift like an actress? Like, has she done other stuff? Taylor Swift, she's a singer, right? Or am yeah. I thinking of some? Yeah, I guess she was in a few things. She, she was in the, oh, Hunger Games soundtrack. I was going to say she was in the fucking Hunger Games. She's in something called Bad Blood. That might be her on the poster yeah she's been in quite a bit of stuff oh uh, most of it is music videos this looks like it's her 
only like her second or third acting credit, but everything else is a music video. I, w- I was expecting big things, so it, it disappointed. It, it wasn't terrible by any means. It was just kind of all over the place. These numbers, they ain't looking good, man. I'll tell you that right now. Production budget, $80 million. Because $80 of all the- million? Dollars? Yeah, be- think about all the actors. They <laughs> like. Okay, but you shouldn't get paid that much for an hour of for a half hour of work. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like the the scenery or anything would would warrant such a high price. But we we've been fooled before. So the domestic box office to this point, the movie's been out for I don't know like a month, twelve million dollars. International box office, six point five million dollars for a total of nineteen point four million dollars out of an eighty million dollar budget. So it's not doing well. Maybe this will be one of those movies that you know down the road we'll catch a cult following but i I really don't think so let us know what you think of amsterdam did you see it are you gonna see it it's not very popular unfortunately so before we wrap it up there is a movie that i saw yesterday it's on hbo max if you want to go and watch it the movie is called tusk have you ever heard of this movie I will read the synopsis for you. A brash and arrogant podcaster. Uh oh. Are they talking about you or me? Um, gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada to review a mysterious recluse who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. I wish I could see your face when uh, we don't have the camera on, but when I said walruses, did you ever think that that word would have come out? I said walruses. Um, n- no, I mean, I guess not. Uh, are there walruses in Canada? I don't know where walruses live. I don't know. But uh, spoilers ahead for Tusk. I'm just going to run down what this movie is because it is literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And I'm going to just I'm going to give you a f- couple minutes of, of what I sat through. So Justin Long, who we've seen in a few things before, he was the guy in Barbarian that gets his eyes mushed. The that guy. So he's playing another arrogant dick. What? Weird. <laughs> he is doing a podcast called Nazi. N-O-T-S-E-E. <laughs> they explain why it's called that. He goes to Canada to find a guy who is playing with a sword that cut his leg off in one swipe. Somehow. It was the cheesiest. It was such cheesy um, CGI that I thought it was fake. So obviously it was fake in the movie, but I thought the movie was portraying it as this guy is doing shitty uh, CGI for himself for his own stupid video. But no, that was actually supposed to be him cutting his leg off. Justin Long gets to Canada and realized that that guy who was going to interview about how much of an idiot he is killed himself between the time that he brought up the story and the time that he flew to Canada. So he then goes to a, a remote location and interviews a different guy because he's go, he's in the bathroom at a bar and he sees an, a giant note on the wall in the bathroom. It's like, oh, this is a good idea to go to this guy's place. He goes to visit this guy. The guy drugs him after he tells him all these stupid stories that nobody cares about, one involving a walrus. I swear to fucking God, this is real. He drugs Justin Long. Justin Long wakes up in a wheelchair and realizes it. oh, one of my legs is missing. At this point, I'm starting to check out. And this was 20 minutes in. Oh, boy. Did, did oh, you finish yeah. the movie? I fast forwarded about 30 minutes of it. <laughs> because. I know the, we've all we've all done that. Yeah. 
Justin Long then finds his cell phone and tries to call his girlfriend back in America to have her find him. The guy finds Justin Long on his phone, so he hits him with a pipe or something. Then the next time we see the guy, we flash to the girlfriend, whatever. This movie could have been 15 minutes long. There's so much like other shit. The next time we see the guy who hit Justin Long with the pipe, the creepy guy, he's operating on Justin Long. What's he doing, you ask? Well, the next time we see Justin Long, he is literally... Now, please, people listening to this, Google search Justin Long walrus. So the first result is a Wikipedia link saying Tusk 2014 film. Oh, do images. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't know they were making a sequel to cats named walruses. (laughs) Now that all of you have Googled this. What Dr. Seuss bullshit is this? Yes. This is like Doctor Who meets Doctor Seuss meets um meets the centigrade meets the centipede. <laughs> yes, it is fucking horrible. So I thought, based on this the poor quilt uh, skin suit job that he did, I thought Justin Long was sewn into a suit, but no, that's his body sewn like that. Justin Long is now a walrus. Yes, <laughs> and the sound that he makes, I'm going to pull back from the microphone, is. That's the sounds Justin Long makes for the entire rest of the movie. The final 30 minutes of the movie, the main character can only make, I don't know, the sound that a giraffe would do if it if it broke its leg. I, I don't know. Whatever that was supposed to be. I don't know what gets in my head. What, what does the fox say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the girlfriend finds the <laughs> this is all real. And I thought I was really sick still. Like, obviously, I still am. But I was a lot sicker previously in the week and when i watched this i thought i was having like some sort of weird hallucination but no this all happened the girlfriend and his buddy who does the podcast with him get this weird like eccentric canadian uh detective guy and they go and find find this location justin long kills the guy because he comes to do like a battle with him the guy puts on a skin suit with walrus tusks and wants to battle justin long and justin long kills him with his tusks that he was given the movie ends with justin long is at a zoo the girlfriend brings him a fish a raw fish in a wrap a a newspaper wrap and throws him a fish and he's now a walrus I mean, it didn't change, like, his stomach or his taste buds, did they? No. Like, if you if you sewed tusk on me, onto me, I would still want a cheeseburger. Right. All that silence is what I'd expect. This was <laughs> one of the worst movies to ever exist. And when I... It, it's weird, because we watched Justin Long and Barbarian. He was great. I was flipping through. I was trying to look for horror movies for whatever reason, because I'm weird. Justin Long's in a horror movie that I've never seen. Like, I like Justin Long. He's, he plays his, his parts well. Mm-hmm. He was also in Jeepers Creepers, which is a horror movie from, like, the mid-2000s. And he was good I, in that. I, I tried to watch that movie, and I could not get through it. <laughs> I yeah, thought that movie thought was, was like, supposed to be, like, a really weird cartoon. When that <laughs> guy had, like, a perfect circle cut in him. Remember how I was shitting on Pearl the other day? This movie is so bad, I would rather watch Pearl. <laughs> this is the one of the worst movies that I've ever seen in my life. I, I couldn't get through it. I rarely fast forward through movies like we love movies here. This is the house you come to when you want to sit and listen about movies. And this one was so fucking bad. I could not believe where they were going with this based on the um, the synopsis and based on the title when I was searching this. 
it seemed like they were it was going to be a situation where he goes to this house to interview this guy and it turns out this dude's like a weird like saw type situation where he's Justin Long's trapped in this giant house and he's got to solve puzzles or like escape this dude like a cat and mouse situation. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a walrus and walrus situation. Who who knew that was a thing? That's me done on that. I, If you've watched this movie, let me know. I, I really would like to know what you thought because I'm sorry if you watched it. I hope that like people start hate watching this clip and just be like, this guy, Dan, doesn't understand the movie. Understand. Yeah. Well, you fast forwarded through the fourth time they flashed to his girlfriend uh, sitting there doing nothing. So you don't, you don't get it. Please you comment don't... below. Dan doesn't get it. Yeah, I don't get the walrus situation. And Jeremy's Which you're a coward damn right. For not, and Jeremy's a coward for not watching it and defending the greatest movie. You know what's sick? On IMDb, there are 54,000 plus ratings for a 5.3 out of 10. Y'all are off your fucking rocker. This is insanity. (laughs) I was pissed when uh, Pearl was like a six point something. Mm -hmm. This is this is nuts. 5.3. So there's got to be some tens in there. Hold on. Before we go. Let's read a 10 point. Yes. If any of them says anything other than I thought 4.0 was too low. This first one. Uh, six out of ten. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about this. All right, let's go. Great. Uh, ten out of ten by SCA52350. Yeah, that's a great name, buddy. Great horror comedy if you understand that it's comedy. Okay, so I see a lot of hate for this movie, and it's clear that most people don't understand it. It's a comedy. It's very good at what it's trying to do. There is nothing funny in this movie. <laughs> there is literally nothing my wife and i were in tears laughing at this movie yes my friend sca52350 you're laughing because it's horrible some people love bad movies so much they get laughter out of it right that that's the thing people people laugh at bad movies but the the final line i'm not going to read this entire thing because it's the guy's getting mad now he must be sca must be a uh an actor in this movie or something maybe he's the walrus creator 10 out of 10 if you're Y-O-U-R, not an idiot. So the guy calling people an idiot doesn't know the difference between the yours. Good job, buddy. But for someone to be that mad about it, right? If you're that mad, maybe maybe grammar check. Don't call people idiots if you, in fact, are the idiot. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? I know it's the internet and people can't spell typically anyways, but if you're going to try and get on your high horse and talk shit on people, maybe possibly. All right, let's let's uh, let's do one more. Oh, my God. One's called Mind Blown. A Master of the Absurd, 10 out of 10 by Peter Wandering Soul. This movie does not have the rating it deserves. So here's one of those. I think people who rate it low don't understand the genre behind it. What genre is it, Peter? You even have an audio of Smith and his partner during the end credits, clearly high talking about this movie on the spot. It's from the absurd genre. Oh, you were right. It's supposed to be funny and ridiculous, but feigning to take itself seriously. Maybe that's supposed to be failing. To me, it's a classic. Is this supposed to be a parody movie? Fucking hell, I can't believe it has a 5.3. These sick bastards. Anyways, (laughs) fuck you if you're part of that. Make it a (laughs) 5.3. Okay, that's my anger for the day. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments if you like Tusk because you're banned. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you like Tusk, unsubscribe. Yeah. We I'm don't want your kind here. You. Yeah. The next episode, in, which will include One Piece Red, which will be in theaters November 4th. So we're going to we'll knock that one out. We're, we're probably going to cover like Black Adam 2, I imagine. Two episodes, yeah, what? Two, two animes in a movie. Yeah, why don't we do that? We'll do Black Adam, One Piece Red, and Housing Complex C. Everyone put on your big boy pants. I, I, there's going to be a whole lot of bitching on that one. So there's a bunch of video games coming out, too. Um, I don't know if I'm going to talk about them here or or maybe like separate. I, I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but there's I don't know. And I don't know how many of them I'm going to get because it seems like it's been months since a video game has come out, like a, a good one that I've been interested in. Mm-hmm. But within the next like three weeks, there's the Resident Evil 8 DLC, Bayonetta 3, mm-hmm. and the Gotham Knights game. Also, God of War 2 for PS5 is coming out. I don't know if it's for anything else. Yeah. Because I know the original one came out for uh, PC now, right? But, like, the price, the PS5 price has been, like, stable. I mean, I know there are reasons for that. And I'm, and I'm like, should I get a PS5? Or, because my computer is nice and old now so i can't like just put another graphics card in it and get good results so like i either need to like get a used graphics card and like kind of roll the dice on that because there's, there's no there's no warranty for that and they can short out anytime they want to as evidenced by my graphics card shorting out i don't know like i'll have to i would have to buy a whole new rig to play modern games and i kind of get it because like i don't play enough video games now to justify the big investment. Do you have anything else on anything else? Next time, Black Adam, One Piece Red. We, we got lots of colors next time. And that housing complex C. Do you have anything else on anything else? No, we should end like I go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, we will catch you guys later. Next time on P. <laughs>